You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Well met, fellow adventurers. I am in the city of the Mugsprawl, which is a growing witherport that sprawls along the banks of the Wither Twind. In barely two generations, it has grown from a scattering of, of settlements into a small city. The city is controlled by the powerful, powerful and rivalous merchant influences, each seeking to profit from the bustling commerce that Mugsprawl has attracted in recent years. The Federation of the City's Larger Merchants, known as the Wither Guild, yields great power throughout the region, overseeing and profiting from nearly all of the commerce that passes along the Wither. Okay, I can visit the place called the Despicable Elf. Oh, wait, no, wait, this isn't, uh, no, that wasn't unlocked with this character. One character, one character. Just gonna save. Let's get back to Zoop. Right, Zoop, here we go. Okay, I'm in the battlegrounds for reasons. Well, there's an archery contest going on, but that's the same, pretty much the same every time, so. No real point recording it. Alright, back in the sport. Now there's, there's quite a few adventures, and none of that tavern, because that's a tavern you unlock doing a limited time quest. Adventures for this location. An unpleasant encounter. The man's face turns a deep shape, shape of crimson, and you sense he's resolved to have it out with you, here and now. 
you feel it's perhaps time someone taught this obnoxious brutal lesson to start the adventure. While passing by a scribe's shop, a man balancing a tall armload of scrolls and papers steps out onto the street and walks straight into you. The items he was carrying fly into the air and land on the ground in great disarray. Although it's not your fault, you are about to partly apologise to the man and lend him a hand to pick up his belongings. And he suddenly begins cursing at you and threatens to soundly thrash you. The man's face turns bright red and his heavily muscled frame quivers in throes of self-induced rage. Okay, I can apologise to the man or teach the obnoxious brute some manners. I'll, I'll try apologising first. Although his ire seems up and I don't think it will work. Swallowing your pride in an effort to stave off an unpleasant in confrontation. You offer humble apologies to the man and offer to help him gather up his scattered items. He continues to insult you as he stabs at your chest with his thick index finger to pound this obnoxious, this enraged brute is spoiling for a fight. Teach this in I can teach this teach this obnoxious man some manners. Or I could walk away. Do nothing and walk away. Much to the disappointment of several onlookers who had turned to watch the unpleasant encounter unfold. You bid the enraged man a good day continue on your way. The uncouth man continues to hurl curses at you as you depart. Okay, I'm going to do it again and see what happens if I don't walk away. Okay, we're back. Time to teach him some manners. Having had quite enough of the man's insulting manner, you feel it's time someone did something to teach this obnoxious brute a few manners. As if the man could sense you about to act. He draws a wooden club and holds it at his waist, while his eyes carefully study your every move. So I could just have it out with the obnoxious brute. I could use the power of telekinesis. I could use the power of elementalism. Or could use my feathery skills. I will use telekinesis. Uh, uh, calling upon your power, telekinesis. We attempt to turn your opponent's weapon against him. Yes, this this is a one of the older power checks, so it's it goes through an extra screen. Attempt to channel it now. It succeeded. Eight x speed to telekinesis. The man's eyes open wide with fear as his own club, despite his grip on the weapon, is driven into his face with a good degree of force. The blow propels him backwards. And he collapses to the street amidst a pall of laughter from the gathering crowd of onlookers. Mm, stop hitting yourself, hey? Stop hitting yourself. He staggers to his feet and gathers up his scattered items before turning to face you as he makes ready to depart. It is unwise to cross the sign of the seven, he says. Stare at you with cold, murderous eyes. You will learn to fear your own shadow, fool. 
the man departs into the crowd, and the onlookers who had paused to watch the confrontation resume their respective affairs. You wonder what the man meant by the sign of the seven, as you mull over his parting words as you once again set off on your way. And I have no idea what the sign of the seven means. That's just one of those things that just wasn't as fun to make as other things. More adventures. Flame Wielder. Where there's smoke. This is another Oakenstone Mask inspired adventure by VWK. Tips and notes, multiple paths to completion. The Primomancer turns and dashes down into the alley, manoeuvring through the narrow, rubbish-strewn lane faster and more nimbly than can ever posited to give the young man credit for. Just w- within just a few seconds, he disappears into the darker shadows towards the end of the alley. <coughs> a gloom deepened by onset of the chill dusk, now settling over Mugsbrook. Fortunately, fortunately, Migspo doesn't have a curfew, so I don't have to. I don't have to worry about about dusk as much. For a moment, and for only a moment, you consider letting him go. Following the fireweeder into such a confined space could easily prove deadly. You almost immediately disregard the notion. Having witnessed the trail of death and destruction walked by a man who who brandishes fire as effortlessly as a swordsman might a well-honed blade, realises one page of terror must be stopped by any means at your disposal. It was at the earnest behest of the Mergsville's Withergills that you entered into the hunt for the outlaw mage, a rogue Seth Spellcaster, who's been letter against several local merchants, reportedly sparked his murderous fiery rampage that claimed the lives of, of two city guardsmen. The guild made it plain that they preferred the mage to be captured and to return to them alive, if at all possible. The guildsmen to whom you spoke seemed to indicate that your promised payment of 500 gold depending on being brought in alive you rush into the alley proceeding less cautiously than you otherwise might can't be helped the thought of losing the spellcaster in the maze of streets and tunnels that make up much of the city's western sector is not uh, not a notion you are prepared to entertain a large shape looms out of the shadows ahead. You instinctively draw to halt, only to discover the remainder of the alley appears to be choked with tall heaps of debris, piles of rotting refuse, and mounds of cracked, discarded stone. As you stand staring into the gloom, your keen vision reveals something you hadn't expected. The alley, alley ends at a towering wall less than 100 feet in front of you. Unless he's also adept at gating magic or a skillful climber, the man you're hunting is undoubtedly trapped somewhere in the darkness ahead. <laughs>
You still plan on trying to take him alive. You are beginning to wonder the likelihood of such a scenario. As you stand, start, as you stand staring into the gloom, your eyes scouring the heaps of rubbish and, de- rubbish and debris that fill the remainder of the alley, you contemplate how best to proceed. So I could use... I could remain where I am. No, 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 not going to do that. I could cautiously move further along the alley. I could use shadow magic, gating, or feathery. I'll use gating. Is it my use of gating has failed? Without warning, a dazzling west red flash erupts at the far end of the alley as a crackling spear of fire streams through the air, headed straight for you. You make a desperate attempt to dive clear of the hurting fireball, but the bulb of flame slams into the ground at your feet and explodes upon impact, its blast shearing your flesh and sending you sprawling backwards. 44 damage. Burned and dazed, but thankful to be alive, you manage to stagger to your feet. Before you can even contemplate your next move, a new threat takes form in the darkness just ahead. A pair of towering fire elementals, vaguely humanoid in shape, with their every fibre a blazing strand of red flame, stalk out of the shadows ahead. As the fearsome elemental duo draw to within melee range, you shrewdly position yourself to face them one at a time. It's a fire elemental. Well, that's to be expected. I am fighting a flame wielder. The elemental flares brightly as it swats at you. Keeps on swatting. I keep on bashing. And it is slain. 22 XP. The blazing terror hisses wildly as it dissipates into a pool of smouldering ash. There's no time to revel in victory. Before you draw your next breath, the second of the fire elementals is upon you. Unleash, lashing out at you with its willowy, flaming limbs. It's another fire elemental. The elemental flares brightly as it swats at you. Keeps on swatting, and I keep on bashing. You're engulfed by the flames of your enemy for six damage. And it is slain. 22 XP. As the second elemental crumbles into a heap of ash, you spot the pyromancer through the lingering pall of smoke, lurking in the shadow cast by, by a heap of debris near the end of the ally. The fiendish mage appears to be attempting to summon more of his deadly, deadly fire. Realising you can't hope to survive an endless barrage with this potent magic, you boldly charge ahead, determined to prevent him from unleashing any further attacks. Right, picking a number. Bonus of 50. 20 from agility. 20 from body, 10 from luck. Gonna get 75 or more. Or I get set on fire. 145 success. The young man, his face twisted into a hideous scowl, 
cries out in alarm as you reach him and deliver a death blow that sends him sprawling. He scrabbles to regain his feet. Before he's fully all right, you're upon him, determined to bring an end to his trail of death and destruction. Now fighting the Pyromancer. So I could kill I could kill him or subdue him. Subdue. Because I get more money that way. The mage swipes out of you with the with the flaming iron rod. And I keep it keep swiping and is subdued. Twenty XP. The mage slumps to the ground at your feet, struggling to draw breath. His dagger drops from his hand, and you instinctively kick the weapon to the side. Despite having suffered a severe beating, the fire-wielding spellcaster will most likely completely recover from his injuries. The pyromancer, his face severely battered, slowly regains his feet, but it's nearly a minute before he's able to speak. Thought they'd have wanted me dead, he says, gasping out an obvious reference to the Wither Gold. You know nothing of those themes if you're willing to empty and willing again to enter their employ. There's much I could tell you about them, about what they've done, and are still doing, and will do. You need to hear me out. The mage winces, placing his hand on his hips, and leans forward. He spits a wad of blood onto the ground at his feet, before turning his pleasing gaze back to you. All I'm asking, asking you to do is to hear me out. So, do I hear him out? Or do I just take him into custody? Hmm, now. I happen to know that if I try to hear him out, he'll escape. So I'm going to take him into custody. I'm willing to hear him out, and eager to draw the dangerous encounter to a close. You move swiftly and decisively, landing a sharp blow that instantly renders the mage unconscious. Kapunk! After catching his, his fall and lowering him gently to the ground, begin to contemplate your next move, delivering them to those who will see that he answers for his crimes. You deliver the Pyromancer, whose name you never did learn, into the hands of the Wither Guild, the powerful merchant confederation at whose behest you accepted the task of capturing him. The three guardsmen to whom you present the battered, sullen fugitive, overjoyed, and immediately pay you double what you are promised. One thousand gold tokens. One of the guildsmen, an elderly man who walks with a noticeable limp, takes you aside before you leave the guild hall and thanks you for bringing the mage in alive. He's part of a larger enterprise, we fear, he says in a somewhat ominous tone. A rival guild, perhaps possible, but not entirely likely, we shall see. I'm quite certain he'll be amiable to telling us what we need to know. Thank you again. You've done a great deed. That can't be overstated. As you make your way out of the hall, you can't help but feel you're leaving the f- leaving the fire-wielding mage 
a man whose murderous misdeeds are still smouldering across the city, to face an unknown and likely unenviable fate. He spent the next several days in and around Migsport, tending to various tasks and errands, all the while keeping your eyes and ears open for anything that might pretend a chance for adventure. As you move about the city, noting the constant bustle and flow of traffic along its wharfs, begin to think the Witherboard, which has seen more than its fair share of hardship in recent memory, might at last be on its way to becoming a serious rival of its larger, more established neighbour to the south. The moment the notion enters your head, your mind is made up. Unless you get wind of any pos- interesting possible ventures before the end of the day, first thing tomorrow, you'll seek out passage to Trithic and pay the Alderstone a long overdue visit. And that finishes this quest for 256 experience to general and 32 experience to all skills and powers. Alright, and there's more, still more to do. The next adventure is called The Wat Den. You thought you smelled a wat. That's another oak and stone mask inspired adventure by VWK. Now there'll probably be another oak and stone mask event at some point, and I'll definitely Definitely record those when they come round. Because those, they're both a contest and story. And usually you don't get the two together. I mean, the last one was in... In January. Yeah, in, in January. They had they had this huge... They had a race around... They had a, had a race around Iron Crown Island, which they did using the Oak and Stone Mask. And it, it was multiple parts. A lot of fun. Of course, I don't have any recording of it because it, it ended before I started doing this. But it might come back at some point. Anyway, let's do the whack then. This could be normal or scale. Going for normal. I'll get a bit more XP if I go for scale, but it's really not. But it's probably only going to be a hundred or so extra across the entire adventure. That's if there's a lot of combat. I prefer, I usually you're normal. But, so it begins. Early one autumn evening. The Trader's Den Tavern, Migsport. The man you've come here to speak with, at the behest of the Thane's agent, who is, of course, Thane Poland. What? That Thane is Thane Poland. <laughs> Rises from the table and casts his withering gaze over the surly band gathered in the tavern's main room. It seems your stealthy effort to acquire. The information necessary to expose a wing of thieves has been uncovered. The black-bearded fellow, his lips curled into an exaggerated sneer, turns back to you 
and claps his hand to the hilt of his sword. You're asking a lot of questions, he snarls. More than I'm willing to answer. I don't know your game, but I don't like being played for a fool. The bearded man seems about to speak, when suddenly he lowers his head, and his entire body shudders violently. Only seconds later, when he again looks up at you, you're horrified to be staring at the fiendish face of a Kogari. As, as the half-dozen men seated ne nearby leap to their feet, the whacked man, man draws his sword and hurls himself at you in a vicious, frenzied attack. It's a Kogari rogue, and we've had quite a history with these Kogari. I mean, we, I mean, we very, very nearly started out. We encountered them on the Silver Crown. And then there was the whole Tunnels of Peril adventure. And there's, there's been a few other cases, I think. But those have been the main ones I can think of right now. Kogari Wogue. Kogari slashes at you with his blade. And is slain. 5xp. He steps to the side and watch with mounting horror as all six of the remaining men rapidly undergo transformations identical to that of the man now lying at your feet. Snarling viciously, the half-dozen Kogari swarm towards you. A fight Kogari woke one of six. Kogari slashes at you with his blades and is slain. 5xp. The second Kogari is immediately upon you, his dagger splashing wildly as he attempts to cut your throat. So another Kogari rogue slashes you with his blade, particularly brutal stroke, another particularly brutal stroke, this one for 13 damage, but still slain. 5xp, you defiantly engage the third Wat man. And now I'm nearly halfway there, he slashes you with his blade, and I go into battle rage. Go get out of our town, you stupid rats! And I'm in that literally. Ah. Five XP. The fourth Kagari bounds over the bloodied remains of his slain companions and attacks. It's a Kagari rogue. Begin combat. All right. Being quite brave. I've got to respect their bravery, but not their intelligence, but their, their bravery, you have to respect it. Slashes with his braid, blade. Five big speed. He twists to the side, narrowly dodging the lunging attack of the fifth Gagari. The vicious white man snarls a curse as you attemptly counter his assault. Gagari woke five of six, slashes with his blade, and is slain. 5xp. The last of Kari, having apparently lost his nerve, turns and rushes towards the cap tavern's back door, with only seconds to prevent the murderous creature's escape. Alright, pick a number. Bonus of 40. 20 from agility, 10 from body, 10 from luck. Gotta get 60 or more, or he gets away! The damn dirty rat! Pick now. 640, 81xp. Right. 
You limp to the top of the nearby table and spring forward, landing nimbly in front of the fleeing Kagari. The Wat Man sweeps in alarm and launches into a lunging attack, savagely assailing you with tooth and claw. Kagari Rogue, six of six. It's the final one, unless there's some more hiding elsewhere, and it is slain. 5xp. The Gari staggers back and collapses, leaving behind a wide, bloody smear on the wall as he slowly slumps to the floor. Spinning to your white, you're startled to find a mace-wielding Kogari charging at you. It's another Kogari who swipes at you with his mace. Ooh, your enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 29 damage. Well, another devastating blow for 39 damage. Yeah, you're making, you're making my macing feel almost inadequate. But actually, it is plenty adequate because you're dead. Yeah, 5 XP. A revolting, gurgling sound erupts from your foe's open mouth as the glying Kugari slumps to the floor, clutching at his throat. Stepping past the slain creature, you suddenly find yourself face to face with two more of the Watmen. It's a dagger-wielding Kugari. Kugari stabs at you and is slain. 5xp. The second of the Kugagari snarled lunges at you, his sword poised to strike. It's another sword-wielding Kugari. He keeps on slashing and is slain. 5xp. The interior of the, li- the trader's den is littered with the bodies of the slain Kugari. As you warily scan the wound for any sign of imminent danger, your gaze falls upon the tavern keeper. The short, pudgy, middle-aged man, ma- man stares in horror at the carnage strewn about his establishment. Realising the man may well be involved with Kagari, you boldly demand that he explain the presence of the Wat men. A request that serves to send him into panic. Uh, so they may have... They may have uh, got his cooperation in untold ways, you know, like you know, kidnapping a daughter or something. That would work. Babbling incoherently, the tavern keeper rushes behind a long serving counter and fetches a vial of dark green liquid before you can dissuade. He brings the bottle to his lips nods in your direction and swallows the green fluids. Within seconds, he slumps to the floor. Dead. Oh my. Oh my. Those are some scary rat men. I mean, if you're going to take definite death, death over, over whatever I might possibly do, or more accurately, what the wax will do when they find out you if he reveals the secrets. Yep, yep, these are scary, scary rat men.
I've got a deal. And uh, this is prob And of course, the fact that he's still scared of them indicates there are a lot more of them still around. Because he wouldn't be scared if that was all the WAP men that he knows of dealt with. He'd be relieved if all the WAP men and the WAP boss, the WAP king, king or whatever, was dealt with. Oh, he'd be relieved and he'd be wise coming up and giving me shoulder crosses and free beer. But oh no, there's still more rat men about. There must be. Because otherwise, he wouldn't go that far. My humans are a loyal lot, snarls a low voice from somewhere behind you. You spin around and lock eyes with a particularly large Kogari standing on the far side of the room. The sinister rat man, a sword sung from his belt, casually adjusts his level armour as he slowly shakes his head. You've made a mistake coming here with your questions, he says, his eyes darting about the room, across which are drawn strewn the bloodied remains of his kin. Tell the Thane we're here in larger numbers than he could ever imagine. Our allies won't be persuaded, bought, or threatened. Our time is coming. The Kogari suddenly holds up his wire hands, revealing a, a thick black wing fitted into the claw tip, into his claw-tipped forefinger, almost at once. A wave of never energy washes over you, bucking your knees as it freshens to overwhelm your defences. So, three options here. Withstand the energy attack. Or I could use shadow magic or fortification. I'll give shadow magic a go. It succeeded. 16 XP to Shadow Magic. Despite the deliberating intensity of the attack, you managed to channel your power of Shadow Magic. Countless shrill whispers echo through your head as the longer shadows on the far side of the room suddenly peel away from the wall and wrap themselves around the startled rat man. The Neveral Energy attack ceases immediately. As the shadows release their grip on the Kogari and sliver back to the, to the original positions, your foe draws deep, several deep, ragged breaths. With starting agility, the Kogari leaps onto one of the long tables sent to the room and sprints along its clustered surface, rushing towards the tavern's back door. You have only seconds to attempt to prevent his escape. So let him go. No way! No, no, not, not having that happen. Charge after him. Maybe. You could also use telekinesis, archery, or shadow magic. I'll give telekinesis a shot. It succeeded. 16 XP to telekinesis. You hurriedly channel your magic and project a powerful blast of telekinetic energy at the fleeing Kogari, striking him square in the back. The force of the impact knocks him off his feet and hurls him headlong into the wall, immediately rushed to where he lies sprawled out on the floor. 
you're startled to discover that Kogari is dead. With his head immediately resting at a near impossible angle to the west of his body, it's immediately obvious the rat man's neck is broken. You make a quick search of his body and discover the following. A long sword, which is well crafted, a sturdy dagger, an unidentified steel wing. Alright, and also 31 gold. Though Harson the Kagari is unable to make good his escape, you realise you now have a great deal to discuss with the Thane's agents. More than you ever expected you do. Every indication suggests that Migsprawl has a serious rat problem. As you prepare to set off, keen to support report the incident in the trader's den, you consent yourself with the knowledge you have only survived, but triumphed in an extremely perilous encounter with an enemy both cruel and savage. The notion is as sobering as it is reassuring. And that's the end of that adventure. 384 experience to general and 32 experience to all skills and powers. Alright. There was one more adventure in Migsprawl. But it's, well, other than Untold Heaps of Bone, well, that's a big one which deserves its own episode. But first, let's go identify ourselves some wings. Your unidentified cold iron wing has been identified as the wing of Wraithlaw. Your unidentified black steel wing has been identified as the wing of sorcery. 32 experience to Arcania. Now let's have a look at these wings. Oh, I've got so many wings. I'm going to have to store some of them. That's because it's, it's making finding the wings you want to equip difficult. Alright, Wing of Wayfloor, one below rating, one stamina point, two, two Neville Reserve, one Aura, one Spirit, requires 50 Law and 50 Arcadia. You found this cold, weighty iron wing on the finger of an undead guardian in a gloomy tunnel on Thorn Isle. Alright, and the next wing... That's the Wing of Sorcery. What, okay, that's one Neville Reserve, two Aura, one Mind. Nope, neither of them are worth equipping. They might have been at some point, but not now. This thick black steel wing is flat on two sides. Okay, I'm, I'm going to be destroying all of those and a lot of other stuff in my residence. Now, time to visit the town magistrate. The magistrate is glad to see you, and he listens as you fill him in on the details of your latest adventures. He tells you that between dealing with the daily events of a growing witherport and the demands of the wither guild, his time is all but spent. Adventures for this location. Towin's trouble. You learn that a local paleocat merchant may have cause to fear for his life. Alright, well, let's start it then. While paying a visit 
to the magistrate, he tells you that a friend of his, a paleo merchant named Tibrin, came to him just this morning with a troubling and perplexing issue. I have little time to devote to his tale, says the magistrate, and it seemed rather fantastic at that. Yet he left claiming that he felt his life might be in danger. If you would pay him a visit, it would certainly have, certainly have to set his mind at ease, and mine as well. I'd consider it a great favour, Zoom. You tell the magistrate that you will gladly pay a visit to his friend. The magistrate tells you how to find Turbin's place, and you set out at once. You meet with Turbin's self-setter. Towards his small shop that sits between several large railroad houses down next to the Willer. He's at first sceptical of your arrival, but when he learns that you've come at the bequest, behest of the magistrate, his mood completely changes and he quickly apologises. You'll forgive me, I beg, he says wearily. I haven't found sleep in almost three nights. Tibrin tells you he's a paleo merchant by trade who buys the bounty of the local harvest and ships it down the river to buyers in the southern reaches of the kingdom. When you inquire about the nature of this trouble, he sighs deeply, as if he's reluctant to tell you the story. He places both of his hands on his hips, nods, and begins to lay it all out. You learn the trouble began three nights ago, when he saw some something working Something while working on his sto- in his storage cellar below the shop. Something he scarcely believed at the time. Something he wished he had never seen. Tibwin tells you he'd been in the cellar organising a few paleo sims for the next day. With an eerie feeling he was being watched came over him. He turned around quickly only to be, only to be horrified by the sight that confronted him. Standing only ten feet from him, which he only is described as a hulking, human-sized rat man. Oh no! There is a rat problem in Mugsbro. Must be one of those Kagari. Was no Kagari. Oh, it wasn't. And I know that. I know that they are certainly weird enough. This was a savage beast, perhaps less human than rat. And nearly as wide as an ogre at the shoulders, like some sort of Kagari ogre half-breed? Could be, could be. Or some sort of mad Kagari science experiment? You listen with great interest. Tebun describes the creature as having an unmistakable foul odour and a mouthful of jagged teeth from which ooze a thick from which a thick yellow ooze dripped. I froze it not a terror. The beast stood there, staring at me. Then, as quick as that, quick as that, he turned and slipped into the shadows and was gone. Tobin tells you he was afraid to mention the horrifying encounter to anyone, for I feared they might justifiably think him mad. However, he did ask his wife and a clerk, and his clerk, a man named Tamar, but neither of them had seen or heard anything. He heard that Tamar has left town on a series of business errands, and he was quite glad to get away from the shop. The whole incident sat quite badly with the poor fellow, promised Tribune. He wouldn't admit to me, of course, but 
but he was positively terrified by the story of what I'd seen. At his wife's urging, he went to see his friend, the magistrate, and he, sa he says he's now glad that he did. You don't seem terrified in the least, he remarks with some degree of amazement. You really can't know what your presence here means to me. Do you think you could have a look down there? You told Tibrin that he would, it would be best for you to spend the night in the cellar and see what comes of it. He agrees with a good deal of relief, and after hearty meal with him and his wife, you descend the ladder into the cellar of the shop, what you feel is likely to be a long and lonely vigil. Vigil. You briefly explore the cellar and discover the only way in and out of it, other than the door stairs leading up to the shop, is a set of wooden doors that lead out onto a small stony landing, the edge of the river. The opening covered by the doors is quite wide, and you quickly surmise that it's that it is used to move shipments of payload out of the cellar and onto witherborne vessels. You settle down in the dark corner of the cellar and begin your watch. It's just after midnight, when a sudden sound in the direction of the la the ladder startles you out of a light slumber. Through the gloom, you can make out a tall, lanky figure, carefully descending the ladder. When the figure reaches the bottom, it turns briefly in your direction, and based on the description that Turbrin gave, you estimate this must be the clerk's hammock. Wait, wasn't he away on business? You are well concealed in the shadow, shadowy corner. Tama takes no notice of you. He looks back up the ladder for a moment before moving off behind a sta stack of crated paleo. After a few moments, you hear the wooden doors that lead to the river's edge slowly creaking open. An instant later, you hear the murmur of several voices and the sound of more than one pair of feet stepping into the stella. A sudden, vicious, guttural snarl makes your heart skip a beat as a sinister, Hawking shape looms out of the shadows on the far side of the cellar. You stare in disbelief. Belief as the hawking shape moves up to stand at the base of the ladder leading up to the shop, which is the, ve it's the very mat rat man that Turbin described. A foul odour reaches you even at this distance of a two, of two dozen feet. And you can plainly see the, the creature's scarred lips drawn tightly over a mouthful of jagged teeth. A thick yellow ooze runs from the corner of its mouth and drips onto its hairy torso. Save for the rhythmic rising and falling of its chest, the hideous beast remains still at the foot of the ladder. Several voices could be heard talking in harsh whispers, from behind the stacks of crated payload. So I can step out the shadows and make my presence known, or I can remain in hiding and watch as the events unfold. Make my presence known. You boldly step out the shadows and stride towards the madman. The horrified beast turns to face you and snarls viciously, but does not make any attempt to come at you. So I could hold my ground and assume a defensive stance, or seize the initiative and attack the vicious rat beast. Attack! 
You leap forward and attack the foul beast. The vicious rat man claws at you savagely. It's a vicious rat beast. The rat beast snarls as it claws at you. And is slain. With 6 XP, with your final blow, the rat beast vanishes into thin air. You realise it was nothing more than an elaborate illusion. Ooh, in the wake of your victory, a great deal of commotion erupts from the other side of crates, and you move quickly in that direction to see what it is. You step, step around the corner of the stack and witness four, four men and the clerk. Tamar, in the process of moving several crates of paleo food through the open set of doors onto the stony ground next to the river. An instant, you have formed a conclusion. These men, with the aid of Twibrin's trusted clerk, Tamar, have been stealing his valuable saw, store of paleo and somehow creating the illusionary Batman as cover. Apparently thrown into panic by your defeat of their clever illusion, three of the men scramble through the doors and disappear into the night, closely followed by the fourth, around those neck dangles a faintly glowing amulet abandoned abandoned flat by his cohorts in crime only Tamar remains without uttering a word Tamar draws a knife and steps menacingly towards you perhaps testing your resolve when you show no sign of losing your nerve the slender clerk drops his weapon and breaks for the ladder Cut him down just as he reaches the foot of it, while you are determined to only wend you incapable of escape. Tamar draws a small knife and swipes at you with it. You sense he is not a trained combatant, but would not hesitate to slay you if it would guarantee his escape. It is Tramar. And this is going to and this is the most one of the most one side going to be one of the most one-sided combats since the Anglo-Zanzibar War. Which, which, if you don't know what that is, look it up. It's kind of interesting. Subdue your enemy. Yes, I. You've just done just ten damage, and he's more than half dead. Yes, he probably has what. Uh, 15 health? Maybe 14? Tamar hopeless, haplessly attempts to counter your attack. Alright. Alright, 16 health. And, oh, oh, he got a blow-in! Congratulations, Tamar! You got a blow-in! Yeah! You can tell that to all the criminals in the jail you're going to. You got a blow in. You got one blow in. Now I'll make you the talk of the Crinamor underworld that you got a blow in. One blow for six damage. Take pride in that. Because you're not getting mercy, that's for sure. And he is subdued. One XP to general. Because that's how puny he is. Tamar stumps the cellar floor unconscious. A quick search of his body turns up a pouch of gold. Twelve gold tokens. 
move over and secure the doors leading out out to the wither before climbing the ladder and going to alert Turbin about the startling turn of events. Turbin, who still has not slept a week, Wink is overjoyed as you relate to him the events of your cellar excursion. He is dismayed to learn that Tamar was involved in the plot to loot his precious paleo. He says he will send for the authorities at once. So assessing to know they were prowling about down there, he says. But any fool would chewed thieves over a wap beast. An illusion, did you say? Incredible. The grateful merchant hands you a cloth sack containing a good amount of gold. 100 gold tokens. Which was a lot more when this adventure first came out. Because this adventure predates the replayables by years. Well done, Zoop, he says. Give, give my regards to our friend the magistrate. You see him next. 16 XP to general, and that finishes this adventure. Okay, that's that. Take your leave of here. Okay, well, since I'm in Migsprawl, unless there's, is there any, no, no, new, no new events. There's a battle in Shadow Glen that will, I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell, deal with that at some point. But I think I'll start with the Untold Heaps of Bow next time. But until then, I'm saving and fa and farewell, fellow adventurers. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.